and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. He's a South Texan poppy poet living that hashtag middle class gay life. It's Chibi. She's a little bit Selena, a little bit JLo, and a whole lot of Pisces. It's Rocky. And this is Words and Shit. The show where you get to know the person behind the poetry. Brought to you by Write Art Out. We're back. We are back. We are officially (laughs) back after what, six weeks? Six weeks, a little break, a little break. Not that we ever like, stopped working, though. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. We have never stopped working. We, I don't know what break is. What? what? what uh, is I know, right? Something we all need to work on, though. Some intentional rest, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm so glad that we're back, friend. I am so excited to kick off season three. Y'all, we have an amazing lineup of people, of poets scheduled for this season. Um, and I just, I like, I just, I've, I've been craving to just dive right into it with you for a while now. I know. If y'all don't know, like, Chibi's been like messaging me, calling me, like, countdown one day, like <laughs> two hours. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Yes, yes. So we're excited to be back. We're excited to be back with y'all, the live audience that's joining mm-hmm. us right now. Um, as always, take advantage of the comments section. I see Amanda is just as excited uh, as we are. <laughs> so use the comments section. Make sure that you are uh, interacting with the show. Ask your questions. Show some love. Do whatever you want. We watch it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk with y'all. You know, let's talk the shit. <laughs> yes. But speaking of, I feel like I know that I'm excited. Are you ready? I feel like we should just go. Let's start this. Let's start Let's this. just get into it. I can't think of a better way to kick off season three than with our guest, Andrea Vocab Sanderson, is Woo! the current San Antonio Poet Laureate from 2020 to 2023. Her poetry is published in the Texas Observer, Pariah Anthology, SFA Press, and Sycorax Daughters and Soundbite, Volume 3. Her debut book entitled She Lives in Music published on Flower Song Press, was released on Valentine's Day of 2020. Her album, She Tastes Like Music, and is available on all music streaming platforms. She was named Performer of the Year, Influence of the Year from Project Forward and Dream Voice, and from Dream Week Commissions was the winner of the 2019 People's Choice Award, awarded by Luminaria Artist Foundation. And in May of 2020, she was awarded Best Live Entertainment slash Band Musician of the Year by S.E. A awards, ladies and gentlemen, and Ooh. everybody in between. Throw some love in the comments section for Andrea Vocab Sanderson. Greetings. Hi. Hi, Vocab. Oh man, it's always so great to see you. I miss you, friend, so much. Yeah, I haven't seen you since, you know, I think you had me with you in New York uh streaming. And I was rushing across town late as I don't know what, trying to get there and get everything set up. And mm, mm. <laughs> we made it. We made it through right. pandemic. We're doing it. Well, we are so happy to have you in this space with us right now, again, virtually, um, even though you and I have been together as well uh, yeah. in physical space. I was like, way to rub it yes. in to be. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But we're just excited to celebrate you in this uh, space one more time. So, yes. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide which light I like better. We're going to go with this one. 
in every light, she is fabulous. Oh man. You know what, since, you know, we're starting it off and I haven't seen you. Um, I always love to ask this question. Let's go into it. Vocab. How's your heart today? How's your heart today, this week, this year, this summer has been. My heart is really heavy right now. Yesterday I did a show. It was the second time we've done this show and we're going to do it every July 5th, a remembrance um, event where we, we celebrate the lives of and also reflect upon the lives of those killed with through police, police brutality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an event at the Universalist Church uh, here in San, in Tony, San Antonio and the families of Marquise Jones and, and Roundtree were there and uh, we did some songs. We had Poro Slam there doing poetry. And so hearing these firsthand accounts of family members that have lost their families due to police brutality was really, really heavy, very, very painful. And I I was bawling my eyes out, but yet I had to try to like push it down because I was hosting and performing and you cannot sing and cry at the same time. Those two things that are pretty much impossible to do. Um, And so uh, it's been emotional 24 hours, but um, you know, just, just processing, but grateful to do it. Grateful to to sing and and and, and comfort those who who have lost, and also bring awareness and community to such um, um, impactful things that have happened. No, that's. I'm glad that you're here. Yeah, I'm glad you can at least decompress with us. And you know, thank you for sharing. And I know you do a lot of work for San Antonio and um, in multiple communities too. So I'm glad that yeah. you're here. And hopefully and prop, yeah. props to you for holding that space yeah. for people, you know, and so we we will hold this space for you in whatever way that you need to, uh, because Thank tonight you. we are here to celebrate you and for everybody to get to know a little bit more about you and all the amazing things you do. Thank you so much. Sorry, you asked a question. I was like, I'm going to give an honest answer today. That's hey. what we want. We want an honest mm-hmm. answer. Okay, because this mm-hmm. is about the shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and bad sometimes. Yeah, Back. manure manure comes in, and some manure, you know, mm-hmm. some ish is good, some ish is like really just heavy ish, you know. So let's yeah, let's yeah, hop yeah. into it. Thank you so much for having me. And let's let's hop into it and get and get to know you a little bit. Uh, we uh, started last season. We started this a uh, segment we like to call speed dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you a series of questions, and mm-hmm. you feel free to answer as concisely or as in depthly as you feel is necessary to answer the question, okay? Yeah, if you wanna to sing too, go ahead and sing your answers as well. You're welcome <laughs> Okay. All right. First question, vocab is a hustler, okay? Vocab is a hustler, if I'm you didn't hustler, know. I'm a hustler, So what do you do to relax? I, I'm a foodie with my sister, obviously round mm, curve. Uh, my sister and I, we love to go to new restaurants, try out new restaurants. Uh, I love to go to house parties with homies. Um, you know, Chibi has good kickbacks, if y'all know. So if you're in the San Antonio area and you can make friends with Chibi and not be creepy, he will invite you to his house and <laughs> kickbacks are real. Um, so I love those. I also, I love to take naps. Mm. Naps are delicious. They taste like fudge. I don't know if you know that. Mm. Um, and what is one other thing that I really, really love to do? I like to go to concerts. Uh, live entertainment is my is my bay. 
Uh, so if someone's on stage expressing themselves, whether it be comedy clubs or uh, open mics that I'm not hosting, you know, things like that, like I, I just love to see people on stage getting it. Mm, that makes sense though, vocab. And I feel like that is a great segue to my speed dating question. So what would be your theme song for your life? This is so funny that you asked me that. Uh, when I was, and I'm going to tell you a story. When I was in the seventh grade, I waltzed into my English class. And that was something that our teacher asked us. If you had a theme song for your life that could introduce you when you went places, what would it be? I just so happened to have Mary J. Blige's My Life tape <laughs> in my purse. I pulled out that cassette tape and went to her song, my life and I played it and it is the saddest song. It is so sad sounding and you would think vocab is going to have like some vibrant, happy song. Now I'm going to have my life by Mary J. Blige. Mm. <laughs> it's super interesting. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's your life. You get mm -hmm. to make that choice. <laughs> All but right. Introspection is something that I do a lot though. So reflecting, thinking, I mean, but that we're poets. That's what we're doing. We're assessing mm. life. Yeah. Poets. Yeah. And that always shows in your work. You are very assessing and taking it all in and processing it. And you do it very well. Um, my next and last question from me, what is your favorite food dish? You said you were a foodie. It's not just an item. The, the it could dish. be whatever. Yeah, it could be whatever. It could be an, people have said appetizers, you know, whatever. What's your favorite just dish to eat? I love Vietnamese spring rolls. Oh, mm. why Vietnamese? Because they fry them. Don't curse. They fry those things. <laughs> you can curse. <laughs> a crispy perfection. And then the glass noodle inside compacted with the pork or the shrimp or whatever meat that they're going to put in there. And I love cilantro. I really, really, really love cilantro mm. and pickled carrot. Okay, that's a that's a lot of vegetables that I'm not processing right now, but <laughs> you make it sound so good. It really does. It's really good, Jim. Okay, I mean, well, you could just eat the spring roll without the other stuff. You could just take the spring roll and dip it in your sauce of choice, whether it be hoisin or fish sauce or, or sweet chili, whatever you like, and this and, and a little bit of sriracha, and consume at your leisure. And it's great. You don't have to use the lettuce wrap that they give you. You don't have to. <laughs> It's your business. It's your business. Oh, I, I didn't even know it. you can eat like the lettuce there was for you to wrap it. I thought it was just decoration. You tear off a big piece of lettuce, put it in your hand, delicately place the spring roll, then atop it, you wow. put the cilantro and you put the pickled carrot. And if they have some other kind of accoutrement, put it in there. You roll it up ever so slightly and you dip, dip, dip in the sauce and then you stuff it in your mouth. It's great. It's great. Wow. Chef's I'm kiss. Like watering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, before I get even more hungry. hungry, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go with my last question. You know, as Poet Laureate of San Antonio, um, I just want to know, you know, you represent the whole city, but what specific part of the city is your favorite? I love the Art Deco district off of Fredericksburg a lot. Yeah. I love that area. 
Um, I wish I had a house over there. I don't, but I, I just, it's great. I love, I love I-10. I-10 is my favorite freeway in San Antonio. Um, the other ones, they, they are so problematic to me. I mean, when <laughs> bad accidents happen on I-10, they really bad, but still, I just, I love me some I-10. And so right off of that freeway, it makes me happy. Oh, that's great. All right. <laughs> that's a first for me, someone loving I-10, but I'll tell, I mean, yeah, you know, area like that, that, area. that, that, that I like that little H-E-B that's right there. I like the houses yes. over there. Mm-hmm. It's not too far from Woodlawn. It's, you know, it's a good place in the city. I think you're close to downtown. It's good for me. Mm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And usually I hear about like 410, right? It's like, if you're in the loop or outside the loop, like who's <laughs> right? <laughs> but you're like, I-10, <laughs> live or die. I love it. I, love I don't it. like them damn loops. Them loops can kiss all of my black behind. <laughs> all right, Boca, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, you know. Um, I know, salud, salud. I have my drink here, too. Where's your drink, Chibi? <laughs> She's empty. Oh, 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 but I like how you got a baby cup like us. Everybody with the miniature cup. Like, oh, you got two? Hello. Okay, double fisting. Hydration. Hydration. No. <laughs> I wrote a song about it, and it's coming out Hi. soon, actually. Ooh. Good. We're gonna, we're gonna well, that's that. perfect because I think we're going to start transitioning to your first poem. If you can please bless us. And, you know, for the audience members that are here, definitely, you know, the drill. If you like it, if you love it, give some snaps, like virtual snaps, some hollers, some claps, some like that felt so good. Oh, my God. That poem got me super, super pregnant. If it's possible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We can make things happen. It's magical over here. I know. So definitely give love to vocab and vocab if you can. Please bless us. Shameless plug. Gonna read from my book first, even though I have most of this poem memorized. Uh, my book is called She um, Lives in Music. It's published on Flower Song Press. And if you don't know, Flower Song is having a fundraiser right now. And if you give to the fundraiser, they're going to send you books. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. So essentially you're purchasing books, but you're also giving so that we can publish more people on Flower Song Press. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, this poem is entitled Summer Breeze. And you probably wonder why I'm doing it. Because it's summertime. All right. So um, it starts off with a little bit of singing. I like the version of this song that I happen to like is the, the Isley Brothers version of this song. Summer breeze makes me feel fine, flowing through the jasmine in my mind. Oven baked like ceramics, cream colored and dynamic in my view. Heat in my gaze strong enough to tint your hue. I spotted you. I mean, I locked in my scope and put my hope in you. I groped through the darkness of my logic and sorted through the logistics to accumulate the equation that added me to you. That added us to the collage, the exhibit, the montage of Lover's Lane made it sane in my brain and could even explain it to any who might ask or interrogate brother. I investigated you like the CIA, put a poster of you up on the walls of my mind for display and each night. I would replay every step that I took towards you and my mind manipulated that fantasy until us became true. But even that wasn't identical to the episode that would unfold as we took our journey through time, flowing through the jasmine in my mind, flowing through the jasmine in my mind, reality. 
is the hardest thing to find when caught in the maze of a dream. I keep staring at this cream colored figurine and he seems to come alive and dance with me in the scene of this midnight extravaganza. We tango and two step in our feet speak a melodic stanza. We become grandeur, igniting the allure of the rhythm to draw us closer and closer to rapture. But alas, I find that you are not my possession and therefore you can never be captured, encased or enclosed in my grips and my love and the lips of your mouth will never whisper I love yous in my presence. Nor will our conversation ever become more than casual or pleasant in passing. The currents of everlasting will never set our masses to passing as we transport on our journey through time. But you will forever be the jasmine in my mind, boy. You are the jasmine in my mind, cuz. Summer breeze makes me feel fine, flowing through the jasmine in my mind. Mm. 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 Vocab, you have a you have a way with with just with meter and rhythm in in your poetry. It's just it, it flow. Your voice flows like like. Um, it it flows like vanilla uh, vodka, <laughs> like 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 whipped cream flavored vodka. That's yes. Like the drink you made me the last time I was at your house with all the delicious deliciousness of it. Oh, it was smooth. <laughs> mm, it was smooth, man. But thank you very much. Thank you for that compliment. I take it to heart. Uh, I am a singer songwriter as well as a poet. And the trick is you got to ignore the rhyming words, but also kind of in your heart know that they're there. Some people really try to emphasize the rhyming words. It's like, hey, we know you're rhyming. We get it. We get it. Just flow. <laughs> Go through the piece and be mindful of phrases and sentence structure and punctuation and all that good stuff. You know, just little things. No, no, it really is vocab. Like every time I hear your poetry um, or when you sing, I just feel like I'm just transported to a whole different world, really. I think I've been seeing you perform. I know, I know. I, want to you. Um, I feel like I've been seeing you perform since like what, 2013, 14? Um, Jesus. Yeah. I was, you when know, you had me you... come up to TSA for that women's yes. show. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's been a it's been a while. Actually, I don't know if anyone has ever heard vocab um, perform at Carmen de la Calle, right? With the jazz poetry, that's the best because then you got the jazz band, you got vocab just singing her poetry, and it's it is. Oof, yeah, I forgot about that. That was like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Um, you know, you were talking about like singing and and you know you're a singer songwriter and a poet and everybody kind of knows you as a poet laureate um can you talk about your band the foreign arm and how that became and where did that um, inspiration of music come from sure let me try to tell you the story very quickly so there was this poet jamal jones and he was working with nick blevins and i was doing carmen's de la calle it was like my first or second year doing carmen's de la calle might have been my first year and they were doing a thing together where Nick would play and Jamal would do poetry. And I saw that and I was like, oh, they so cute with it. Oh, look at them. <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with Nick and I was like, I'm gonna do an emerging artist showcase at this um, smoothie shop and juice juice spot called The One Drop. And I was like, y'all can come out and do a set. And he was like, well, can Nick do his own set? I was like, sure, go come on out, you know? So Nick got on stage and he started doing his set and I had a band 
of, of some friends that I was doing a set with as well. And one by one, they started coming up to me. They're like, who's that guy up there? He can really, he can really go. Like, I want to work with him. And I was like, oh, really? Because I was like, I want to work with him too. I had already had this conversation <laughs> with myself. I was like, I want to work with this guy. And everybody, like three or four of my friends came up and they're like, I want to work with him. And I was like, well, why don't we just ask him if he wants to start a band? So I, I, I offered my, my services. I was like, look, I will sing backup for you. I don't need to sing lead. If you want me to sprinkle in some raps or some spoken word, I can do that. I just want to assist you you in your greatness and he was like are you serious i was like i'm very serious and we started a band together and we've been together like over five years now uh we have one album called the reach and we've performed for the mayor's inauguration twice we've done the tobin center we've done a hari krishna temple in houston we've done a lot of different shows but um it's all it's just been so fulfilling to um do music with Nick and I believe in overlapping disciplines with poetry and hip hop and singing. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, three of my own albums. I'm about to drop another album in August mm -hmm. and I'm very excited. Yeah. Mm, I love that because that's so, so, um, uh, I don't want to say standard, but it's, or, or typical, but it's so of you to find a way to uplift the people around you with you. Right. You you are like an elevator that just takes everybody up, you know. Uh, and so I love that you had that moment of just realizing, like, this is a great person. And I think we can do great things together and just like, boom, the foreign arm. Right. Uh, Thank you so much. And, you know, but my new album is actually called Elevated. So it's interesting that you say that, very prophetic that you say that. Um, and it's a, it's a tribute. Yes, come on, be in sync and in tune on the wavelength, right? So it's, it's the cosmic. The mural I, yeah, yeah. So it's about the mural that I painted around Travis Park. It's, so, it's about to be the one year anniversary of that street mural. And so mm -hmm. I was thinking about this idea of after you've been in the game for so long, even if you stay in the game and you keep doing your art, it has to be elevated. You can't keep doing things at the same level that you were doing it before. We had a whole year to process the world, to cry, to reflect. And it's like, we need to come out of this quarantine time in a different place, hopefully a better place. I mean, there's some pain and healing that needs to happen from that, obviously, but we do need to elevate beyond where we were. And it's not just about us, it's about community. And it's about that connection. We spent so much time in isolation. Now we have to connect and we have to figure out a way to wisely do it so that it can bring everybody up. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that, that kind of brings me to my next question because like you were named Poet Laureate, right? before, right after, somewhere around the start of COVID. April and so 1st. like <laughs> April 1st, right? <laughs> so it was literally as the, the country said, nothing's happening. Um, so how has that experience been this first like year and a half of your laureateship of just advocating for poetry and literacy and uplifting the community in the middle of a pandemic? It has been one of the most challenging and difficult things that I've ever had to do in my life. Yet I do feel like everything that I've ever done has prepared me for this time because becoming the poet laureate during this season, being the first African-American poet laureate of San Antonio, it made me a civil rights leader, whether I wanted to be one or not. And I was already kind of functioning that way, doing activist work, doing artivism, as I like to call it, um, art activism, if you were like, what does artivism mean? Uh, and I'm, I'm not the one that, that coined that phrase, but I will take it. And I, matter of fact, that should be my next tattoo. Um, but yeah, artivist. I'm an artivist. <laughs> and, um, and it's always this idea of what void is there in community 
if you don't know, if you're not from San Antonio, the literacy rate in, in Bear County is one of the lowest in the nation. And it's directly linked to poverty levels and whatever side of town you're from. And there's not a lot of resources. And so even the poetic initiative that I'm working on and Chibi's a part of that initiative as well is to uplift literacy and promote literacy. That's my job as a poet laureate and find a way to bridge these gaps, whether they be these racial divides, these economic divides, these class divides. Um, and um, it, all of it, it, it's, it all came to a boiling point during the pandemic when we saw George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor murdered um, and everything that happened in 2020. Um, so it was just a rough year, but I, I had to step it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I no, created a, a lot of initiatives. I did. And and if you, I don't want to talk about all of them, but I will say, if you want to get a, a thorough idea of some of the things that I've done, look at my TED talk. Um, Cause there's a lot of that in there, but I did a hashtag challenge. I did a, a partnership with San Antonio Museum of Art. Um, I did two songs, one for women's suffrage, one for uh, police brutality with some other singer songwriters and musicians. Um, and there was a few other initiatives that I created. But yeah. No, the list goes on and on vocab. Like your hustle is just, I feel like it never stops. I've seen you go and create so many projects um, and you do it out of love for San Antonio, right? And for your community right. and for the youth and, you know, if, I feel like you are amazing. You're probably one of my Thank favorite poet laureates of the city and you do it proud, right? And speaking Thank of one you. of those initiatives, I heard that, you know, for the Echo Project, you just won a grant. It's a 50,000 grant fellowship, right? From the American mm-hmm. Academy of Poets to help mm-hmm. young artists record oral histories. Um, can you go a little bit about that? And like, go ahead, like go and we're here to like hype you up and all your mm-hmm. initiatives and projects. Well, you know, I feel like some of us are really on the cusp of some amazing things, but it's always about the exposure. So I'm really excited that you are here to give exposure and shed light on uh, what I'm doing, because what I'm doing, I want it to be for community. And I feel like there's so many lessons that we can teach through poetry and learning how to teach poetry, learning how to teach creative writing is a is a is a great tool to have in your bag if you're a poet. Um, don't just stay in this space of being a performing artist, become a teaching artist, figure that out. And there's plenty of us that can help you um, with that. And there's so many workshops that are offered for that. Um, but basically, it's going to be community leaders, uh, stakeholders, people that have really just done amazing work in community. For instance, I, I asked Diego Bernal, a state representative, if he'd be a part of the ECHO project recently, and he said he would. So he's going to come in just like these other community um, members. They're going to be interviewed by young adults um, during a weekend workshop process, and they're going to tell their stories. And then these young adults are going to take the, the stories that they've been told by these community leaders and turn it into spoken word, turn it into music and poetry, and learn how to you know fuse these disciplines of music and poetry and storytelling together and tell these stories that they've been told. And that's why it's called the Echo Project, because they're basically echoing with what they've already been told. And we're going to do these performances uh, the first week in, in October, probably like October 2nd at the Carver uh, the, in the Joe Long Theater. And there'll be food and it'll be free to the public. And I'm really excited to get it done, especially with developing relationships with my friends, um, people like Chibi, Rooster, uh, Big Ant, 
or Principal Anthony Gordon, because I'll call him that, and Johnny <laughs> will, will be the primary poets. The two and OGs were the core of the group, and we may bring in some other poets. And I'm really excited because with this money, I can pay the people that are going to be a part of this. It won't just be like, oh, work because you love us and because exposure. No. <laughs> <laughs> At, and it just goes back to that elevator metaphor. You're just bringing the whole community up with you. Uh, and I love that for anybody that maybe is unfamiliar with vocab, it may seem like she just like boop, popped on and is just incredible. Like vocab been do been in the game yes. for a while oh, and, uh, all of the fruition, all, all, all of the, the things that are coming to fruition is in, um, is a direct relation to the hard work that you put into everything you do, but also how much you give back to everyone around you. So very well deserved and your initiatives are so excited to get it going. <laughs> so Thank you. you on that one. Thank you. I, uh, real quick, just I'll say I went to this service one time and there was this gen gentleman. He's a he's a white gentleman, he, he, but he's an African, like with the K, um, from South Africa. And his name is Dr. Walmerantz. And he said, everything in life is about seed time and harvest. He was like, that's what all everything is. And it's because, mm -hmm. and, and even if you read like the book of Ecclesiastes, just to get spiritual real quick, everything has its season. And whether you're a Christian or not, you don't have to be a Christian to believe this, but everything is in a season. Everything, even in the earth, everything is about harvesting and planting and sowing. And you have to know when's to, the time to be sowing and when's the time to reap. Just like mm -hmm. this whole idea of manifestation, you have to speak the intention and you're sowing words into the atmosphere and hope that it will bring you a return. And if you're a poet and you don't believe in that, then you are in the wrong profession because everything we say is about the power of our mouth and the intentions that we put out into the universe. And, and we have to believe in the power of, of our words. And if you're if you're always negative with your mouth and you're wondering why no good is coming to you, reevaluate the things that you're saying and think about the things that you're meditating on. And if you change your meditations and your and your your uh, confessions, things are going to start to turn around. It may take a while but it's going to turn around and be giving to community, be thinking of ways you can help other people. Because if you're trying to get up, but you're not helping someone else as you trying to get up. And there's times when you really do have to focus on yourself. So I, like I said, know the seasons you're in, but if you are looking for ways to help other people as you are on your journey, I promise you it's going to come back to you. My life is complete testament to it. And I'll tell you why every other poet laureate of San Antonio has a master's degree. I have zero degrees. Zero. Mm. But I've been mm. working my booty off for over mm -hmm. 20 years. And so it, it won't take you that long because people like me are paving the way for you. But um, put some put a little bit of work in. And I'm telling you, it's going to it's going to pay off for you, whoever you are. That's for somebody. Mm. Vocab just taking us to church, dropping pearls, gems of wisdom. Uh, thank you for, for it's like, really oh. teary out. Vocab. <laughs> I know. Vocab's like, that's for somebody. And Rocky's like, it's me. I'm somebody. <laughs> oh, um, man. I know you. Yeah. No, because you have been in the game. You've been you've been in the game and doing it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you know, I started seeing you in 2013, but you've been even doing like competing with like Budo like way early on too, right? Like Absolutely. early, early. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And, and that's probably not even like, like 
Okay. Yeah, I met you like a. What, did I meet you in the Austin or did I meet? Did oh, you wait, come in and start Wisconsin? Oh, Wisconsin, Madison, okay. Wisconsin is Madison, when we met. So that oh, was wait. 2008 then. Yeah, we both said at the same time. That's funny. Yeah, um, but I I started slamming. Okay, so the people who showed me what slam was was Amalia Ortiz and Anthony Flores. They came to a poetry spot I was at. It was called Free Verse Fridays, and there was a local competition. Shaggy was there too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they showed us through demonstration what poetry slam was. And I fell in love with slam in 2004. In 2005, I made my first team. I slammed from 05 to 08. Took a long break. In 2013, I went to a Southern Fraud competition in New Orleans. And after that, I haven't really slammed since. Um, we were supposed to do a team, the two and OGs. And then we formulated the team at the beginning of 2020. And of course, the pandemic uh, happened and shut our whole ish down, but we still work together, even though we're not, you know, we're a team, even though we aren't a slam team. Yeah. But you had some really dope, like photos of the group of y'all on the Hay Street Bridge. I wanted to say that <laughs> with you in the black and red, <laughs> and <laughs> it was pretty nice. I was like, oh, okay, I see you, Vulcan. Um, mm. You know, with that said, I think you're, you know, you've also talked about how as you're one of the first poet laureates that doesn't have any, you know, like not a master's or a bachelor's, right? I think you're also the only poet laureate of San Antonio that has a, you know, background in spoken word and slam too, which is not, you know, for all y'all, we always have this debate of what, whether or not, you know, spoken word can be legitimate because of academia rules. And here you are, again, paving the wave, right? Or the road for, for spoken word poets to say that our, your words are legitimate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I've taught at universities all over the United States of America and been flo I've been flewed out to universities. And I started when I was in my 20s being flown out uh, DuPaul University, not DuPaul with a, a UL, but DuPaul with a UW, uh, went up to Indiana or wherever that is. And uh, that was the first time I was in my 20s. I got flown out to do shows at a major university. Um, and I've just pretty much been able to do this, you know, with using music and poetry, because you got to make your own, put your own unique spin on it. You can't worry about what other people are doing. You got to do what's in your heart. So if you're a musician and a poet, do your musician poet thing. If you're a poet and a mathematician, figure out a way to fuse poetry and mathematics. Like, Figure out your way that that makes your your artistry unique and and do it and it will work for you. Let the people know vocab. Uh, well, with all that experience, I'm sure you have a pocket full of poems. Can you plant <laughs> another? <laughs> can you <laughs> can can you plant another poem in our hearts for us right now? I will. Okay, so I, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a setup for this. I have an artist residency with the Carver right now, and I'm creating these video vignettes. Uh, it's called the Breathe series, and each letter of the word breathe has this acronym. Each letter has uh, its own meaning and its own theme assigned. So T in the word breathe um, is stands for tethered to tension, and it's about all of the things that we've been going through uh, politically over the past four or five years, because I don't know if y'all know, we had this dude named Donald Trump that was running the country for a little bit. And uh, it was problematic to say the least. So this piece is called Tethered to Tension. And it's even deeper than just Donald, but you know, there's some other stuff. Uh, this is act three of this video vignette. 
It feels so tight right before election time. You can cut the tension with a knife, slice up the American public into pie charts and Gallup polls and graphics. Political art begins to surface. Social commentary on the tragic interactions between apathetic political figures and overacting agents policing the lives of others haphazardly. And we can never agree on the simple things, let alone the more complicated conflicts and conundrums creating a quicksand. And we're sinking in their actions and thinking where drinking the Kool-Aid with the gullibility flavoring, sugar-coated or saccharine stirred up words, our bellies aching from the artificial taste of it all. Such a waste of small talk, titanic empty promises and icebergs of individuals chilled in their own sense of false security. They spew toxic words on a ferris will of stupidity. Sounds something like global warming. There's no such thing. Only leftists say that the polar ice caps are melting. Let's just keep fracking, attacking the earth one drill at a time. And we don't need to recycle. The planet will be fine. Tree huggers are the worst. Overturn and challenge whatever from the FDA. Deforestization, go ahead. Have your way. Elephants don't need tusks. Kill the snow leopards and give the fur to us. New coat. Matter of fact, remove the natives, I mean Indians. Put those pipes through the land. Flint water crisis, where? You people are out of, you people are out of hand. Black Lives Matter is a scam, a hate group just like the Klan. All lives matter, honey. Why don't you people understand? You people, you people should be colorblind, just like me. I don't see color. In fact, I don't see anything. Mm. 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 You know, I'm just like, oh, I always hate that line. I always hate when people are like, I don't see color. And I'm like, then you don't see me. You don't see a lot of people. <laughs> Erasure, yet nope. another form of racism and privilege. I know. It's, a, it's okay. Like, <laughs> and then, I'm, you know, I'm all like, then I don't need to see you. Like, peace out. It's cool. It's fine. Right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yes, why, why erase our identity? <laughs> you have such an eloquent way of of putting those points, uh, and and I, I point that out just because you know, like we we both like use use the term uh, artivism earlier. You know, like we both definitely use our art as a form of activism and to make comments on on social justice and the, the current political climate and all of that. Uh, my mine's definitely a bit more abrasive in the way that I approach it, uh, but you have such an eloquent way of just like essentially saying fuck you bitch but in in a very eloquent way <laughs> well, Cap is like I can't curse I got that poet laureate ship <laughs> like still going <laughs> yeah how do I you mean, navigate you that <laughs> I know from being an African American that's been in a lot of white spaces um, I grew up on the northeast side of San Antonio and before Hurricane Katrina, when I was growing up on the northeast side, there weren't as many African-Americans. So I could walk into my classroom at any grade level and count on one hand the number of black children that are in the class with me. Um, and a lot of 
even even the, the Hispanic and Latino children that, that were in the class with me, a lot of them were either wanting to be white passing or they were white passing by, or they might've been mixed and stuff like that. And so uh, growing up in those spaces and knowing how I have to, at the time, you know, I don't code switch as much as I used to, but code switch a lot and, and have to communicate with people and get my point across without um, sometimes soft-shoeing things. But in, in this sense, I don't feel like I'm soft-shoeing. I feel like I'm saying exactly what it is because that poem in particular was conversational, yet very cynical, very satire-ish. Um, and, you know, but it's just like, it comes from a place of love. Like, even though I'm correcting some things or I'm speaking to some things that are upsetting or whatever, I, I still love, you know, and I want people, because I realize if you, if you um, use a little honey and a little less vinegar, you know, you can, you can attract the people and, and get them in and draw them in with the singing and the, the theatrics or the cute, the cuteness, the red lips or something. And then boom, 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 hit them. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, you know, I definitely can understand that. Um, I know that, you know, you were talking about when you were growing up, majority, and I think it's like, what, 65% of San Antonio is like Latinos, and a lot of them are like white passing, or they want to be part of that like white category too, right? And so for you to be like the first black woman as a poet laureate to represent these voices, like you also have to, you know, you don't have to placate to them, but you're also letting, you know, you know that, um, your, your voice matters and you are also representing um, a part of San Antonio that has maybe been underlooked or um, doesn't want to conform to that white whiteness, right? Yeah, around February and March of this year, I found myself in a lot of spaces where I was the only African-American in the room and I was doing poems about police brutality and I was doing these poems and I was, and I'm used to just like most poets going in a room of like-minded people with, of darker skin color or people of color environment. And we're just speaking this poem to ourselves. You know, you know what I'm saying? We're just amongst people who look like us, sound like us talking about these injustices and these disparities or whatever they may be. And so everybody's in agreement with you for the most part that's in the room. But what happens when you have to go into an environment where you have no idea if the people agree with you and you got to speak these truths, mm -hmm. you're asked to speak to um, the things that are happening. And it was uncomfortable. I would get off stage and I would kind of, I would cry or I would say it right then in that moment, like I feel uncomfortable here with you in this space, but I'm gonna to speak to you anyway. And I hope that you hear my heart. And people were coming up to me crying and telling me like, oh my God, I want my children to be raised, not having some of these mindsets. And I mean, white folks with their white kids standing in there like, oh, I wanna know more about your poetry. I wanna know how we can help, what we can do. And I mean, that's that's what this is for. That's the impact we can have, you know, if we, if we put our, our work and ourselves out there and not be afraid to, to talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely, that goes to the point that you were saying earlier about the artivism, you know, it's like, how do you use your voice, you know, to, to affect social change, you know, to affect the, the world around you. Uh, and very much to the point that you made, like a lot of times we are in spaces with like-minded people. You know, so uh, the fact that now you've been given a platform in where you are kind of like thrust into these spaces where you're not amongst your peers, you know, uh, you're able to affect change 
just that much more. Do you feel like you kind of have to, you talked about code switching earlier. Do you feel like you kind of have to like switch hats when you're in different spaces or are you now at the point of just like, this is vocab and you're getting vocab wherever it is that vocab is going to be? I think it depends on if I'm specifically asked, like if I'm commissioned to write a piece, then I'm going to write to the topic that I'm asked to write to. Or if they ask me specifically to speak about something. Now, if it's a set where I got like 15, 20 minutes, I'm definitely going to throw in some pieces that to ruffle some feathers or to cause some uh, some some deep thought and some tension in there. I'm not going to just keep it all butterflies and rainbows or, you know, or whatever. But some people, they've asked me specifically, hey, can you come in here? Can you speak about racism? And yes, my audience is predominantly white or all white or, you know, not black. Can you come and talk about these things? And I'm like, Jesus. And I've gone and done it. And it's been several occasions and um, just kind of, yeah, I cried and talked to my mama afterwards or talked to my friends. And, I, you know, I just talked to God, like, help me, help me get through this because it hurts me. It hurts me that I have to write these poems, let alone speak mm -hmm. them. Um, and that piece in particular that I just performed, Act Three of Tethered Detention, uh, that piece is cool because I have a, a modern dancer and a flamenco dancer that are in that piece with me, and they have these silks, and they're using the silks to choreograph this dance as I'm in the in the piece speaking. Um, and it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to. Um, release those video vignettes and, and uh, share that with, with everyone. That's good. I feel like, you know, you've always had a really a close relationship with the Carver Center um, and they've always really championed you, you know, throughout for multiple years now. Right. Uh, for those who are, you know, not from San Antonio, if you can like talk about like what the Carver, you know, center is about and, um, and some of the projects that you've, created through them? Sure. It's, it's a community cultural arts center. They have a library. They have an academy there. Well, the library sits in a different campus further down commerce or down commerce. Uh, but there at that campus, they have, have an academy there and they do classes, whether it be um, theater camps and things of that nature and other classes that they offer to community. I'm gonna be teaching some workshops there through my residency. Uh, there's another artist, a uh, Middle Eastern artist that has a residency with them that she's doing some awesome work there too. Uh, but the Carver is one of the oldest historical theaters in San Antonio. There's two theaters on their campus, the, the Little Carver and then the Joe Long. And they have music, they have Everything you can think of and under that, whether it be dance, whether it be tap, whether whatever it is, they they have so many things there, and including keynote speakers. But through my residency, I'm doing these video vignettes. I am doing workshops, and I'll be doing some like cultural art event. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I'm working on it right now, is a is a theater night with Bean, who just was named the poet laureate of Houston, Texas, and he's a San Antonio boy. So shout out. Mm -hmm. um, and we he'll be, be here next week on the show. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Plug for next week. Y'all are tuning in, suckers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, the, so for anyone that hasn't caught on, the hustle game is real with vocab, right? Yeah. You, you Between your community organizing, uh, the workshops that you do, uh, working with kids all around the city, the foreign arm, the, the, the poetry, 
the spoken word, and now the poetry laureate ship. And then you also have like a full-time job on top of that. Like, how do you balance it all? And do you ever have moments of just like imposter syndrome or exhaustion? And like, what motivates you to just keep on trucking? I am really battling burnout right now. I'm, I'm tired, y'all. Uh, thankfully, I'm going to Hawaii next month for a few days, just a few days. Um, yeah, I went to San Diego and I'm going to go to Hawaii next month. And I'm not using my uh, money that I'm getting from my fellowship, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> my own from my other gigs. I'll, I'll, so I'm about to in my mind, I was like, it's okay, because the city should pay you. <laughs> Thank you, which... I ain't gonna talk about that. Uh, <laughs> let's say we just need to advocate for we need to advocate for economic the economic art artistically for the economics of our artistic community. We need to come together um, on some com some campaigning because I feel like there's money there for the visual arts. They definitely want murals, they want sculptures, they want all that. But I'm like, what about the performative arts? We mm -hmm. need the money too. We really need uh, the money. It's it's tough. It's rough out here. And I I'm wanna I don't mean it arrogantly, but if it comes across arrogant, it is what it is. I'm one of the hardest working poets in this city and I have to work really hard just to supplement the income, just to keep, I never stopped working throughout the entire pandemic. And I know part of it was because I had this title, but if, if you didn't know me, I'm the type of poet that was doing two to three shows a week. Plus I have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. and so, and, and we're not talking rehearsals and planning meetings. We're talking about shows. So you then you got to add in the rehearsals and the planning meetings on top of doing the three shows and stuff like that. And I know it part of it is because I don't have kids. I don't have a husband yet. You know, I don't have I don't even have pets. So it's like I'm just working. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I know if for people that, you know, don't know, um, your full time job is like at nighttime. So vocab is working throughout the day and at night like i know i've definitely tried to contact you in the morning you're like no i'm fully asleep like i will be up in a couple of hours <laughs> that is a testament to your hustle and like yeah. hit me know. up after 2 p.m if you can <laughs> <laughs> legit legit and I, so i switched my, i'm sorry there's a delay for me so i don't want to step on you guys my bad you're good Okay, cool. You're good. I know y'all yeah. probably about to segue into my last poem in just a minute because I don't know if y'all go past the hour or not. I don't even know. I was just like, <laughs> it's up to you. It's the vocab show today. That's what it is. So it's up to you. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to cut y'all off. If y'all weren't ready for my last poem, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Y'all have a question for me? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> let, so let me ask you. You're about halfway. So normally the San Antonio Poet, Poet Laureate ship is, is two years. Uh, because of COVID, the city graciously extended that. Uh, so you have a three-year Laureate ship. You're about halfway through. Um, we already talked about the Echo Project. I'm j I just want to know, what else do you have in the pipeline? You know, like what, what do you have planned uh, for this next like year and a half? Uh, I think I'm definitely wanting to do more teaching, offering community workshops, uh, find ways. I don't know who I'm going to partner with. I'm sure there's going to be another partnership with somebody, but I definitely want to bring some, some awareness to the grassroots organizations here in San Antonio that do work. So for instance, when we release the hydration single, um, it'll 
shed some light on places like Gardopia, the community garden center on the east side and SWU, Southwest Workers Union, not that they haven't been doing just so much work, you know, and even bringing more more light to Gemini Inc., the, one of the few literary agencies here that's a nonprofit, you know, shout out to Write Art Out as well um, for the nonprofit work that you do. <laughs> <laughs> We have to explain that for anyone listening to the podcast afterwards. <laughs> Rocky and I were just doing a dance of celebration. Yeah, no. I didn't want to interrupt you, Velka. I was yeah. like, yeah. Hey. No, we appreciate the blessings. Yeah, I'm sure love for y'all for, for everything that everyone know. There's so much that that um, write art out does for for the poets to help. Um, I don't like the word groom, but I mean. Artist development, I guess, is the word because most poets they come into the game, they just want to slam at first, or they trying to get their first book published. But y'all do more than that. Y'all teach people how to host. Y'all teach people how to um, host their own writing workshops. Y'all give them opportunities to host events and just really put themselves out there, which is what a good organization should do. It's like empower the other artists in the community to be well rounded. You know. Yeah. Now, now let me go back and probe something right quick because th this is now I think twice that you've just like subtly dropped my new music video hydration coming out soon. You know, yeah. like <laughs> tell us about the 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 song, the the project. You know, the the meaning behind it. T tell us about hydration. All right. So back in January, there was this thing called the insurrection of the Capitol. Um, <laughs> little, little, little thing. <laughs> In case you, you missed it, see, something on TV about it. I don't know. Uh, and I feel like how um, to black people, it was no surprise. Mm -hmm. We felt it coming in the air. We were surprised that it didn't go a little further than what it actually did. Uh, but we knew that at the end of the day, like it wasn't going to be successful, but we were all sitting at home like, mm, I'm going to mind my business and drink my tea and stay hydrated because these haters and these crazy folks is out in these streets. And uh, this song is quite literally a reminder to drink your water on a very just basic level. It, and it's a reminder to take care of your spirit and your heart and your soul and um, to be about your community to listen to the people in community who have these stories to tell so that we won't, because if you had been paying, if, if, if these folks, we won't say they're, we won't, we won't get into specifics. If some of these folks had been paying attention, they would have known this was coming instead of seeming so surprised and taken aback and embarrassed and mortified that it happened. Like you didn't know this was coming. You didn't see this. I saw the signs of it all around. And it's just a, it's an indication, it's a symptom of a greater problem um, that, that's at work. And if we aren't mindful, if we don't constantly do these self-checks, we can get caught up. And so the song Hydration is about that. And we, we shot the video at Gardopia. We shot it at SWU. Um, and Chibi, you, if you look real close, you'll see Chibi in the video dancing his booty off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we talk about we talk about water pollution, water waste. Uh, we talk about grassroots organization, stuff like that in the song. And it's it's very trap house rap, but with a message. Mm. So and when is that dropping? Where can people? 
Okay, so Amina and I are in the process of building out our social media. We have a rap group called Return of the Matriarch. Um, we have, uh, we're going to start with releasing singles before we release the entire project. Um, we're in post-production of the music video and post-production of the album. Uh, we're mixing and mastering. So it will be out before the, the hydration will be out before the summer is over with. It's, it's really a summer bop, but we're taking our time with it because don't want it to be rushed because we've been working on this album for at least two to three years at least two to three years oh, but it's been a slow wow. process because we keep encountering this resistance and this tension and we are like we're also developing curriculum and educational aspects of it we're working on that as well because we want to go out and empower community and uh, so it's it's been a it's been a slow process but we're getting there yeah we can't wait to hear it Okay. And if you don't know, if you put the little ticker where you can follow vocab, right? <laughs> You'll know where to go find her, right? Follow her and her music right over there. Check it out. Definitely check it out. Um, and then I think, you know, with the anticipation of it where I'm, I'm excited. You're saying it's a summer bop. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be out in these streets just being hydrated. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It is totally a summer bop. I know we all left uh, the shoot that day just like singing the chorus and just bopping along and being like, that song's going to be stuck in my head for days now. So, yes, can't yeah. wait for it. I know. I'm so jelly. I'm out all out here in New York and you and Vocab are having these amazing ventures and drink swaps <laughs> and barbecues. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's You're having here. your own ventures. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie. I mean, you're in the city. They've opened up your city again. So now, I mean, you're in New... Everybody's dying to get to New York. I mean, everybody's dying to get up there in the boroughs and the, you know, but we're down here in the South, you know, trying to be as fabulous as we can on our, you know, on our own levels. And Chibi, uh, Chibi has saved my life a lot of times just in the year 2021. I mean, if we talk about the fact that I did the Bad Mama Jamma remix and Chibi uh, did, he was the stage manager behind stage, cracking the whip on us and did our makeup, had us out, out there looking fabulous. Like Chibi is a one man wrecking crew. Um, and you just, you've been such a blessing to my life. When I was putting together my proposal for the fellowship, he took it and put it into this PDF, PDF and made it all bedazzled and with his beautiful skills and yeah this you're, you're a gift to my heart and it's such a blessing thank you thank you friend you didn't have to do that this show's not about me <laughs> speaking of blessings speaking of blessings um can you please bless us with one last poem please absolutely um this is going to come out of my book again this is a longer poem but so i'm gonna try to not take forever to do it. Um, it's called Queen of, Queen of Swing. It's about Ella Fitzgerald. And I didn't, I, I have been remiss most of my life. I didn't discover the, the amazing immaculate power and force that is Ella Fitzgerald until recently, like in the past few years. But I tell you what, if you ever need a mood, go listen to Ella. And she gonna get your whole mind right. Look how she's doing her thing. She is the queen, queen of swing. Look how she's 
doing her thing. She is the queen, queen of swing. She's got reptilian hip rhythm and she lets the song slither from underneath her hissing skin. She is a brown and dewy body bathed in a balayage of stage lighting. She is pyrate igniting by hitting the rafters with the purest beauty she can possibly muster from her inflated lungs. We will all succumb to her snake charms. Arms extended, she is hugging the reverie of the horn section. Her form physically conducting a scatting soul session. She is such a sweet little dancer. A tisket, a tasket, an old yellow basket burls its way into the silver realistic microphone. Her tone breaking free from expectations. Her tone breaking the color barriers of Jim Crow. Her voice colliding with stereotypes and changing perceptions all in one night. All in one night club stomping at the Savoy. Her crown in its place, the queen of swing, graces us all. Belle of the ballroom, a blooming foliage of feathers adorning her tightly curled follicles, the molecules of her radiant showering, the philharmonic as jazz chords trumpet up the balcony. No one is seated. No one is standing. Everyone is levitating because she is elevating the art form. Get it? Elevating, non-conforming mystic that she is. Hypnotist is what she is. And whether it's the elegant Ella meets Ellington to the duets with the dizziness of Gillespie, she is so impressing because of the prowess of pleasure-filled chords making their exodus from her parted Red Sea lips. She be that female pharaoh tightening her grip, enslaving us all with her music, and we are whipped. We are stunned into silence. And whether she's descending a strand of Chick's percussionist web or ascending a riff of Callaway's big band, she commands the cadence. She commands the vibration, the temperament, and the texture. Oh, God, her textures. Every gesture tickles the chords like a court jester, bountiful as laughter from her throat. She can make a song sound somber. She can make a song sound giddy, but the song don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Do up, 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 do up. Her body so fat with talent that the whole room protrudes and we are so enraptured by her volcanic eruptions that we could all become ash covered statues, completely classic persuasively pushing us over with her seductive blues. And we are all exhilarated by you, Ella Fitzgerald. So I am paying you this tribute, Queen of Swing. Mm. 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 Welcome. It's a pleasure. Every time I'm just like, Thanks. I'm telling you, just your voice, your your words just touch mm -hmm. me in a place that makes me happy, brings a lot of joy, and I, I just wish I could hug you right now. Mm -hmm. Y'all better show some love in the comment section, please, for the incredible Andrea Vocab Sanderson. Yes, get that book.
I know we have the information displayed on the screen, but for anybody that's listening to the podcast afterwards, can you let people know where they can find you, where they can find your merch, upcoming events you're doing, all of that stuff? Sure. So for if you want to know about my events, please go to my uh, social media, which whether it be um, Instagram or Facebook, I'm Vocabulous on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Andrea Vocab Sanderson at my regular page and my like page. Either one is fine. If you want to know about my bio, my history and um, and see some video footage and, uh, you know, contact me, you can you can hit up my website, which back up. It's good. Um, just had to switch some stuff behind account stuff. AndreaVocabSanderson.com. Yeah, I had to, I was like, homie, um, get my website <laughs> back right. <laughs> but um, everything's good there. And you can, you can always email me because I want to be accessible to community. I don't want people feeling like they, um, somebody they can't talk to. I'm very approachable. Uh, I hope you don't feel any kind of way. Just um, email me vocab81 at gmail.com or, you know, the direct messages through social media. I will respond as soon as I can. Um, and I just thank you. Thank you both. And thank you to write our out as an organization. Um, I'm happy to be a sitting on the board, the organizing board, but I'm also happy to just be a part of community with you all. Thank you. Rokham. Thank you thank- so much for being with us. Really. It's a pleasure. Y'all, one more time for Andrea Vocab Sanderson. And if you so feel inclined to bless her, uh, you can do so via Cash App or Venmo. Go tip the poet vocabulous, please, and thank you. Uh, Vocab, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I know. What a great way to start (laughs) off the season, really, to be. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I honestly can't think of like a, a kinder, more giving, more thoughtful, more heartful person than vocab. And I just think that just set the tone for season three. I really did. I'm, I'm here. I'm home. You know, I, I feel home. Like I went to go visit and then, you know, vocab definitely brought me home. I know you can't, for those who are here, you can't see me cause like the mic is, um, covering it, but I did wear like a little Hey. <laughs> to represent a little bit, <laughs> you know, just because I know that vocab is a dear friend and every time I'm telling you, every time she, she sings, she's, she does her poetry it just really just touches me Mm -hmm. absolutely well thank you all so much for tuning in live the uh, live audience is such an important part of our show we love the interaction we love to see it love to have it Uh, or if you're listening to this later uh, on the podcast uh, thank you for tuning in as always Yes. Um, basically, you can always follow us on our IG and Twitter at words and shh, right? Shh. Um, definitely, definitely give us a follow. You know, um, we just would love for y'all to get your friends to follow us um, either on Twitter or on IG. That's how you will find who's their next poet coming up. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead. And if for whatever reason you want to, you missed an episode or you just want to catch up on past episodes, y'all, because we got 55 episodes up, uh, you can watch them on our YouTube channel or uh, wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, because it helps us get the word out uh, about the show to help celebrate these amazing posts that we're bringing on, which speaking of, we already dropped it, but who are we bringing on next week? Yeah, if you come back next week at the same time, same place for our next feature, it's going to be Outspoken Bean 
one from Houston, H-Town. H-Town represents. (laughs) Um, So again, definitely check us up on Tuesday. Tuesday is our new day um, at 7.13. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your kids, tell your your partners. Um, We're out here doing the shit. (laughs) Until then, y'all stay safe out there. Stay safe. Bye.